Welcome to Gensoki Radio Live number 80 tonight. DMJ is here with me, and you came in sounding exactly like an AM radio. Okay. You might still sound like one, just bear that in mind, everyone listening out there. Okay, so what happened was, hold on, I just had like a crisis on my My main board, which is like this huge sound mixer, just decided, hey, I'm not going to send audio to your your device anymore, so guess what? I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to work. Nothing you can do can, nothing you do is going to fix me. So I'm like, well then screw you, big board. And I have this tiny little mixer that I had to set up like within the last minute. Great. Uh, I also need to point out immediately that I can hear me through you. Yes. And I am going to be fixing that by closing. Okay. The- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so could you consider that a change in hardware, DMJ? Right now, yes. <laughs> because right that now. goes perfectly with the theme of this show, changes. Uh, now, hold on. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna full. I'm gonna pull up Discord so I can get like the full reaction of everybody in general chat right now. I want. I want this to be perfectly clear. I have now solved my issue. Um, the on switch for my small little sub mixer was yeah. not on. Okay. So I swapped everything out when I could have just flipped the sw- an on switch, and then everything should have worked. I guess we'll see. I can't speak to DMJ's setup, but what I can say is that we are currently live in GetSoCareRadio.net as well as on YouTube. We're doing another simulcast. It's the second one we've done. We did another one on Live 78, skipped 79 because we were live in Boston and our setup was obviously different there. Uh, Really cool experience. We'll get to that a little bit and we won't talk a whole lot about it because I know we've talked about Boston quite a bit over the last uh, few months. But yeah, uh, we're looking at... Uh, simulcast. We're looking at doing this more regularly, except for the potential caveat that YouTube might say no. Um, so what, what ended up happening, and I'm sure some people out there probably noticed this, was during Live 78, the show went fine and everything, but after the show was done, there was a copyright claim on the the broadcast, the live broadcast on YouTube, and it's not exactly what you think. There was a Swedish music group that had claimed a song like it and it tells you exactly where in the video so you can go to that point and listen to the song that it ID'd and it was by a Swedish group except the problem was we didn't play any music from any Swedish groups um the song it identified was by Digital Wing who is obviously a Japanese music circle so we disputed it and Basically, because I'm sure not everyone knows how that works, uh, they have 30 days to get back to us to say, okay, um, we either recognize that it made a mistake, because that's basically what we said, yet we're like, hey, this is misidentified, what gives? Um, They can get back to us and say, okay, yeah, we made a mistake, we'll take it off for you. Or they can say, no, that's ours, Uh, what are you doing? And then if that were to happen, then you can go through... There's another process or step after that, Uh, but we went the third route, which is they didn't get back to us at all in the span of 30 days, and so by default, it gets removed and um, it's back. So, yeah, we we took it down off the channel for, like, sort of during that in-between time because their 
mode of action uh, as if you have something that gets content ID'd, um, you have a few different options at your disposal. You can either start running ads on the video, you can have the video taken down, you can do other things probably, but they chose to run ads. And we were like, we're not giving you any ad revenue for a song that's definitely not yours because we didn't play your song. Uh, so yeah. And for the folks out there that are saying, well, their system sucks, it, keep this in mind. The reason it got content ID'd in the first place was because there was a sample in their song that Digital Wing had also used. So if you listen to them, you could hear exactly why it was ID'd. Um, it's actually kind of cool, like how the system works on a technical level that way. But yeah, it was still misidentified, obviously a false positive, and so went through the process and now we're all good. So if you want to listen to uh, Live78, it's up on our YouTube channel as well. Um, and of course it's up on our website, uh, music slash shows, uh, or on the shows tab there. So yeah, that's about that. So something different we're doing, a little bit of a change as it were, and there are a number of other changes we'll be talking about during the show tonight. Uh, not the least of which is kind of time management related. Uh, we have some cool stuff coming down the pipeline specific to Gensokyo Radio. Uh, I think we probably mentioned this in a earlier show, but we sort of have been working on a mobile application. It's something that our listeners have bugged us probably years for. I remember talking about it during a panel in 2015 in California, uh, where there was another group that had made an app, except it was like one page space themed, had one button to play or stop the music, and it was, it just said in orange letters, Gensokyo Radio. <laughs> It even had a five-star rating saying, yes, I'm glad you guys have one. It was obviously not, like, themed or anything, so we asked them to take it down. But, um, yeah, when it comes to mobile or listening on mobile, we usually recommend, like, tune in. We're on there with, like, 9,000 followers or something. Uh, there's uh, some other apps that will have us in their listing. I think Anime Music Radio or something is one of them, so that's yeah, about that. Uh, but what changes do you have, DMJ, besides your hardware? Because I, I know you've got something uh, going on this month, which is kind of the reason why we're doing it this week rather than, say, next weekend uh, for this show. I'm going to be getting a new apartment. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Big change. Yeah, uh, well, actually, we put in our application, and uh, apparently we're still waiting to figure out if we are getting the apartment outright or we're going to be put on a waiting list. Oh, so, okay. But we're, but we're in the process. Okay. Um, so that's good. Um, other big changes, uh, other than the fact that, oh, speaking of Boston, so right before the show started, there was actually a development. Hmm. Yeah. What's up? And so I found out that the pilot that flew me from Louisville to Charlotte on my first leg on my way to Boston just got arrested today for a triple homicide. Holy cow. Wow. Back in 2015. That's... <laughs> wow okay <laughs> that's a thing yeah. holy moly I just, found, I just found this out apparently like they had state like I, just, I looked out at my phone while I was sitting here trying to like wait for discord to load up and I just see that at the top and I was like I don't know the name but that guy's face looked familiar and then it shows the route and flight number I'm like oh my god that's the same pilot holy cow <laughs> that's man what are the I chances with a murderer well, well, that's that's a thing that's in the past, and I'm glad you're okay, I guess? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, 
that's a little uh, little fun. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, definitely. Oh wow. So. Um. Right. I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> uh. All right. Um, well, Zara isn't here with us, but a lot of the music we're playing tonight comes from uh, sort of his collection that I, I nabbed while we were in Boston, so we'll be playing quite a bit of music from uh, from that, and by extension, a lot of music that hasn't hit the station yet, so new stuff on the way. It'll be good. And then after that, we'll kind of get into some of our topics. We've got stuff about music, there was a music event, games, there's game news, and... Yeah, there's some Toho-related stuff, and of course we'll talk about things on the station, kind of what we do here in Gensoki Radio, so we'll uh, get to that after this song here. This is Changes uh, from the album She Saw. It is Tama Onsen. After that is Can't Look Away from an Orange Jam and Felt Mix album, and we'll be right back here on Gensoki Radio Live number 80. Nice sensitivity. We gotta make a change. Who said, Oh, please, 
Soki Radio Live number 80 tonight. And I am here with DMJ once again, along with the rest of our listeners on uh, Discord at discord.gg slash gr if you're not listening with uh, us and your fellow listeners. That said, uh, it's been a little bit on the quiet front. I'm not sure where everyone is in there, but it looks like we have more listeners than people are being active in Discord, so hopefully people know there's a live show tonight. I know it's Mother's Day tomorrow, um, so... Maybe people are celebrating stuff today. Who knows? It was DMJ's suggestion. Yeah, that was that was my thought. I mean, but I've got plans tomorrow. Not not today I, though. I'm here, so I got to do yard work tomorrow. <laughs> I, go I got to finish mulching. Hopefully it rains. I don't want to do it yet. Hopefully it rains. Just just clear clear your schedule. Eh, rain. Nope, not yeah, doing anything today. Lunch sounds great. But <laughs> I actually like. Having to put up shutters doesn't sound fun, especially mm. across the whole house. No, not really. Is that um? Do you are you still cleaning up stuff from when the tornado came through? We're 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 just finishing it. That's what we're gonna do tomorrow. We got most of the stuff out of our yard, but now we got like a couple trees that are like paraly- precariously perched on other trees that we're just gonna go ahead and just cut them down so they fall. All right, cool. All the way and then figure out what we're going to do from there. Most of it's all, all in the wood line, so we're not too worried about getting it done. We got everything out of the yard. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we've got some Toho news, um, some gaming news. Let's let's hop into oh, it here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when Zune posted the announcement on Twitter, I think we caught it less than 20 minutes uh and we retweeted it and we put it on our Facebook group and everything. And so it ended up being one of the most widely receptive. It, it, it had the most reception of really any post we've posted in recent history. Toho 17, Wily Beast and Weakest Creature is coming in the summer. And right now the demo disc is out. So because uh, Retai Sai is not that far uh, or long ago. So 
What do we know about that, DMJ? Well, what we do know is that the demo disc, uh, the demo disc is already since Reddit Tessai came out. It will be releasing on PC. No news on PS4. However, I did see, and the, mostly what we're going to be quoting is a Dual Shockers article um, that there might be a release on the PlayStation, but we're not 100% sure. Okay. Uh, but the big thing is that apparently the game's uh, story and atmosphere is going to be a little different this time. Uh, Rimu, Marissa, and Yomu are going to be paying a small visit to hell <laughs> and will be having a darker adventure than usual. Yeah. So I'm wondering what that means. I'm actually like, and I'm, they got on the Dual Shockers article that we're looking at. They actually have screens. And it looks like uh, Rimu has a whole new slew of spell cards to use. Like, I don't see Fantasy Seal in here at all. I see something called, what is this? Wolf Gust? I, <laughs> I don't I know. Do, I do. Okay, hold on. We do need to address this because we were talking about this in Boston. Have you, everybody, and I want to know like the consensus of chat right now. Rimu's staff getting longer and longer. Oh, right. Do Does she even need magic at this point? Can't she just use it as a bow staff and just beat people into submission? I've seen I've seen like fan artwork and stuff over like just someone what, someone made some like? like someone made some like MMD style video where it's just like this scene where Marissa is visiting Remu at the shrine um, in different seasons or throughout different games I guess and uh, every it's like the exact same camera angles most of the time and stuff but every every progressive progression through the games uh remu's gohei gets just a little bit longer and the 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 frills or the the paper i don't know what it's called but it just everything about it is just it gets ridiculous uh and at the end of it like you see this scene where like marissa's flying high above the clouds and remu joins her but on this giant like tree size gohei it's ridiculous it is it's insane I'm just imagining, just like eventually, Rebu will just go fight giants in the clouds with Johnny and the be uh, with uh, <laughs> or whatever. Just like, oh, uh huh, yeah. No, it's it's um, I, it's good, but yeah, obviously the uh, so when the title screen came out, people sort of speculated. <laughs> That's out there. Somebody in chat, somebody in chat just said Toho 20. Thanks, Tempest. Toho 20. The Gohai becomes the protagonist, and Rimu is the weapon. What a turn of events. But, no, um, I think someone, I think it was on Facebook somewhere, but someone commented that apparently the Gohei has already kind of been their own character, at least temporarily. Or something. I couldn't tell you what game it was or who said it uh, or commented it, but uh, yeah, I, maybe people suspecting that this is going to be more and more of a thing is not completely unfounded. So, I imagine it's just going to be that's Mima. It's. I mean, it's still <laughs> the Gohei's Mima. It's just it's just the Mima's hiding in the Gohei this entire time, yeah. and like that Audrey that, that, that Eric by Toho 24, it's just, yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. It's yeah, it's it's silly, but we'll we'll see. Uh, so the new Toho game, I'm actually kind of excited. After looking at some of the screens, it definitely looks like it will be a really rather beautiful game. Though the only screens they're showing is from the first stage, of mm -hmm. course. But like, I'm seeing a lot of cute creatures in hell. Like they have little teddy bear faces. There's like whatever this is. There's a heart shape. Like this is hell. Like I thought there was gonna be like evil stuff in there, especially when they say darker. You know, like this. So, um, are, are you familiar with any of the? There's a couple of new characters that have have been out there at this point. I think. Uh, I keep so. I haven't seen them yet. No. Oh, because there's been like fan art and stuff too. Oh, I'm I'm a little sad that you I can't like just bounce ideas oh, of no, off of you, but I'm, I'm looking. Okay, well, and so so the general, like, there's there's two characters. There's one character that's got like these these horns and is carrying some. It looks like a a, a stone colored infant of some sort. I don't really understand, but um, apparently, uh, Zoon made her more endowed than really any of the other characters he's drawn up to this point and people sort of hopped on that obviously and so um anyway so she's a, yeah she's that character and then there's another character apparently that takes after a, a chicken or something so you have a cow and you have a chicken and honestly i'm surprised that no one out there has done like the whole cow and chicken parody from cartoon network oh my gosh nobody's done cow and i don't chicken. think i, I haven't would... seen it yet but i'm waiting for it it is someone's gonna do it now that they've heard it so just a matter of time and then i can say it was my idea that old school like cartoon network stuck in my head yeah i remember i remember when i discovered cartoon network it was on like one of the lower channel like lower number channels or something it was just kind of hiding next to like the weather channel or something it was weird but then it really became a thing and now i don't watch tv anymore so yeah. I'm trying to find these. Uh, oh, here we go. Hold on. Oh, hello. Heard that. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm, tr I'm trying. This is all new, so I haven't muted things yet. <laughs> okay. I normally don't have to mute things. Normally, it just it it all works. All right, I'm I'm on here right now. I'm looking story references, mm -hmm. concept, gameplay, but like. Oh, okay. So, yeah, apparently someone's done it. That's good. It doesn't show, it doesn't show characters yet on the wiki. Just, just check general. <laughs> yeah, so, no, apparently someone's I done it. I did see, uh, Not there's idea. something new on the wiki, though. I'm reading this. Yeah. Player can equip one of three animal spirits as well as activate temporary hyper modes known as worry modes corresponding to each. Wolf powers up the player's focus shot. Otter either powers up the player's bombs or provides a bullet erasing barrier and eagle which powers up the player's unfocused shot so that would actually be really interesting hmm. uh, like being able to essentially choose like do i want a shotgun spread do i want to be able to do some sort of gosh uh, darn it i can't do, do anything do, without yeah, sounds coming like through really hi zara welcome to discord <laughs> Ow! I'm looking, uh, I'm seeing if they got any pictures of these, uh, characters. Oh, man. Okay, well, uh, Zara, hi. How, how are oh, you? Rip headphone users. Hi. Oh, wait, nope. There's somebody. 
Tempest made that joke. No, I. that's what I've been saying. Anyway, uh, you okay, Zara? I didn't mean to surprise you. <laughs> so, I could have gone out tonight. This uh-huh. is a really... This, the weather's really nice out. It's really bright. Mm. It's beautiful. And instead, I chose to sit here in front of a computer and get my ears blasted out by DMJ. I do this for you guys. Yeah, sorry about that. When I muted Discord, it ended up muting everything. So I was just like, no, now I got to go actually play with Discord. Uh I like it it being all done through my... For for those in Discord, I'm not actually sure if people can see this, but we have a couple of different rooms set aside for voice comms during our shows. We we do voice stuff through Discord. We're partnered on Discord, and they give us slightly higher bandwidth to play with. So, um, oh wait, sounds great. It, don't we do different now? Like now that we're Hype Squad, because yeah. if people the last show, they probably don't know that we're Hype Squad. Yeah, it's true that we do look different. We also sound different because we've got another song coming up. This is something from Digital Wing on Live Number Eighty.
You're listening to Gensoki Radio Live number 80 tonight. I'm joined with uh, DMJ and now Zara is also with us. And before the break, uh, DMJ mentioned something about Hype Squad. What were you saying? Yeah, uh, people who didn't catch the last show uh, probably don't know that we're Hype Squad now. Uh, um, and if yeah. you the show, the last live show is actually pretty cool because we did it live while we were in the arcade. Yes. Uh, we can talk a, a briefly briefly just a bit about that um i suppose but yeah so um if you don't know Kitsoki radio has been partnered with discord for some time people on the stream will be able to see that uh but fairly recently we also ended up uh, becoming part of the hype squad it, it, me specifically it's an individual application but uh so anyway so we ended up uh, basically what that means people on on discord will know about the hype squad squad uh, the houses you can it's like an online thing that you can do you answer some questions i think and then kind of boom you're you're in um, basically pokemon go x sorting hat <laughs> uh <laughs> basically uh but this is a little different so it's it's hype squad for events which basically means like if you ever see someone representing for the hype squad at an event probably more commonly found at like pax or comic-con or whatever um and they're wearing the shirt and stuff they probably went through this process i had to submit a like i can't remember if it was like three minute or five minute video answering six different questions about um what do i think discord how what, what my favorite vegetable is like discord's really creative with their application process and so um that was fun but we ended up uh, i or i i suppose ended up getting in and um the result of that is they ended up sending us some free stuff so we got some pins we got some stickers uh i got a shirt and uh yeah so we ended up just giving those out to, to folks and talking about discord a little bit obviously we talk about it pretty much every time we do a live show but um just nice to get that sort of recognition and be able to give people stuff and honestly um I don't know, maybe this is just my opinion, but for the size of the event that we go to, I don't think six pins and 15 stickers is enough. Maybe Discord can give us some more next time, but uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> that was fun though, um, because doing the show in Boston, being able to, to do it live in front of folks was a, an experience. An experience that was a little more logistically challenging, and it also did cost us a fair amount more to do that stuff because you got to get the equipment from here to boston and back somehow so we opened your package letter yeah well actually funny thing so we have um i was talking to zara about this before dmj arrived but i had two bags basically you know one obviously like most of my clothes and boring stuff and the other one a much larger bag had a travel case inside of it that had our um, electronics or, or mix or actually we, we brought two mixers so our main mixer here and then there's a smaller one that kind of sits off to the side um, they were both used and they were both quite useful to have separately uh, for certain reasons um, there's a whack ton of cabling like basically two uh, gallon sized ziploc bags just full of cables and stands and stuff for interconnecting everything and then uh of course you had uh I, I brought my three stage microphones and xlr cables for all of them because that's 
well, that's what we used to talk on the show. So obviously we're back to the way things usually are, except for maybe DMJ. I don't know what his setup's like right now, but that's beside the point. Um, what is normal for DMJ? I don't actually know. Truly. Everything is chaos and in, in, in a whirlwind of craziness over here. <laughs> so, I had to break a fight at work yesterday. Do you know that's never happened before? Like a physical fist fight. That is that is how much chaos my world is in. Anyway, uh, so besides all the logistical stuff, being able to do that was just great because we could talk to people in person, not not just do the show in person, the three of us, because uh, the way we normally do it is the way we do it right now. We're all connected to Discord and it's online. Um, but doing it in person is a lot more fun. Uh, maybe not quite as, as clean, uh, just because it is a little like we're doing the setup one time. It's a one-off thing, but it ended up working quite well. Uh, Unless you want me to drive down to DMJ's place down in Kentucky at some... We'll make a weekend out of it. You know, it's an 11-hour no. drive, but for you, I might actually... I, I wouldn't be completely opposed to that if I can make it work. It, DMJ, of course, has to agree to it because he's got to, like, host us then. <laughs> Done. 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 Deal. All right. get my new apartment and see what space I got. Yeah. Well, you said that you were going to have, like, your separate studio, or I guess, like, computer room, but for you, it also kind of double as your studio. Yeah, it's going to be, like, a double. It's going to be, like, a double space because it's going to be, like, a studio and a computer room because wherever this computer is... Is also going to be where the studio is because I'm going to plan on like when I get in my new uh, apartment, I'm going to start Twitch streaming because I have way better internet at the apartment oh. than I would. <laughs> so I'm going to start doing some Twitch streaming, which me and Luna were talking about it in the elevator right after, right at the end of Boston, like like what my plan was, mm -hmm. and uh, it's it seems like it, it changed because I got back into Star Citizen. I know people are going to freak out in chat, but the 3.5 update, yeah, it's broken, but the game actually feels like a game now. Vaporwave. Yeah, it's going to be... It, it, I mean, you could say it's Vaporware, but like, they released their financials. They've done a lot of soul searching. Chris Roberts kind of took a step back. So it seems like the game's actually going somewhere now. Sure. But the thing is like, you know, I like playing old school games too. And one of my favorite games of all time is playing like, I don't know if anybody will remember this, but the original 1999 release or 1998 release of Hasbro's Battleship for PC. That was mm. my first taste of an RTS. I remember you showing me the video for that. Yeah, it's like a full fledged RTS. It's not just like electric, like Battleship on a computer screen. It's actually like a RTS with like scenarios you have to go through. It's really cool. And the other thing with that is, you know, DMJ was talking about that, and I said, well, hey, why don't we make a thing of this? Why don't we have a, a, fr a little competition, a, a friendly race to affiliate status on, on Twitch? Race to affiliate. Race to affiliate status. That is a thing. That's one of the changes, actually, on my show, Doc. I didn't, uh, actually, maybe I didn't write it down. But it's a thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, DMJ, I actually, I realize I may have a little bit of an advantage, maybe. I don't yeah, know where your numbers start. stand, but... You, you, you actually do some pretty sweet Twitch streaming. Like, you guys have not watched Lunar's Twitch streams. They're pretty fun. Oh, stop and, it. Well, there's also this, 
there's also like there was this one time I remember I'm at work and I noticed I got this like notification that popped up I felt like Lunar Spotlight's gone live. Mm-hmm. What? And it's like this super comfy stream of him like doing NPR voice over him playing uh, some sort of space colonization RTS. It's lovely. And it was like, if you guys need something to watch late at night, watch Lunar Streams. They're actually really, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that, DMJ. I really do. Uh, So to review... What, what does affiliate status even mean? I'll, I'll say, how, how do you get affiliate status? Um, well, actually, I've got the numbers in front of me. To get there, you need 50 followers, uh, 500 minutes in 30 days uh, broadcast time. That ends up being about 8 hours, 20 minutes. You need 7 unique broadcast days and an average of 3 or more concurrent viewers throughout the entire thing. And that last one is kind of the challenging part, but of course, if you're not consistent on Twitch, if you don't have regular viewers, there's really no reason for them to give you that that shiny status. So, but how it's how how close social. are you? What's that? It's all about the social element on Twitch. That's true. And I mean, I haven't Twitch streamed much. I maybe have like investing tapas. <laughs> like two or three followers at most uh, like i don't have any i have n- pretty much nothing to my name but once i get started i really want to get like get going because like it's something i really want to do i eventually want to be go past affiliate become partnered and then be like hey i don't want to work at ford i want to be comfy by well so that's one of the reasons why i kind of proposed like say we try this together because one of the neat things of about the platform is like when one person's done you can sort of bounce them over to another person's stream uh and that generally is helpful don't you mean rape yeah i mean there's that word for it too so that's a thing um if you there are numerous examples of people who stream on the platform and people who are sort of in a group of streamers on the platform and this would kind of be i guess the start of that uh if yeah so i don't i don't know how often dmj streams i don't stream that often as of right now i think within the last two or three months it's probably been about two or three streams so but when we start this and i, I didn't want to like really go for it until this month or until i guess after the semester is over which is happening uh next week but once we uh, once we get that started, things things will be interesting. Now I, I mentioned I probably have a bit of an advantage because we've done several streams over there before, and also so sorry YouTube uh, for mentioning this here. But we uh, we've done our cooking show on that on that channel. We've done game night on that channel. Um, for the live shows, they're regularly over here because this is the only, like, GR-centric channel. Uh, but if it's just me and the, the Lunar Spotlight moniker, then I've got another channel for that now, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can link those up in Discord. I know some, some folks are asking about it. Uh, we'll do that in just a little bit here. Right then. Uh, do you have... Once you move... Uh, what's like what's your plan looking like what what time of day do you think you're even gonna be able to stream well I'm gonna probably do weekends at first probably 
starting off Saturday through Monday sure. and just kind of start slow okay. until I figure out when I can stream during the day during the uh, work week because normally I get off I go to work at I leave for work at five and then come home at about around five in the morning so okay yeah and that's why I ask because I know your your schedule is kind of a little wonky um with third was it is it technically the third shift uh, no it is second shift third shift would be night shift no yeah night shift to like morning no morning shift morning shift uh friday saturday night shift sunday monday hmm interesting that's oh. third shift okay well anyway so yeah that, that's the thing i guess uh Look forward to that. More on that stuff forthcoming if you are in sort of the Gensoki Radio sphere. If you pay attention to uh, our channels or on Discord or whatever, then that will be a thing that we'll kind of hint more at. Obviously, we're going to need to get started somehow, and so what better than to tell you guys about it if you're listening to this uh, stream right now. So that's just how it goes. That's, that's how it's going to be. So it'll be fun, I think. Yeah, uh, we've got a couple more songs coming up just around the corner here. Catch and Kill from Iron Attack is on the way next, and after that is Hell Sun from Nato off the album Flashlight. So, let's get into it. Uh, this is, once again, Gensoki Radio Live number 80. Yeah. 
Soki Radio Live number 80 tonight. DMJ Zara, I am Lunar. And we're at about the halfway point, so it is about that time. Uh, right now we've got listeners from Australia, Austria, Belgium, Canada, France, Germany, Indonesia, Japan, Mexico, New Zealand, Norway, Russia, South Africa, Spain, Taiwan, Turkey, hello, the United Kingdom, and the United States. Listeners we've got who have registered on the website and are now listening include Llama and Seraform, Kisone, Sesmog, Shining, Wanamingo, Can't Find Remote, Chris1, Crazy Viet428, hello, General Coolman, uh, Caranto B, Ma, and 6A. To be clear, I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's it's the word six and then it's A-I-Y, but how would you pronounce that? DMJ or Zara. Um, I follow it up with a <laughs> mayo. I it's just like that's what I've been kind of doing. It's just I just say hey, you know, and there it is. Okay, well, <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. So that's um that's that. Uh, got a pile of other names here. Let me just read this off real quick. We've got again one Amingo Aza. Hoang G cubed, General Coolman, Sis, Moog, No Zoner, Mr. Sketchy, Echi, Kagiro, Days, Arani, and Kisone, and uh, all the other supporters on our campaign over at uh, Lunar Spotlight Media. Thank you very much for your support. And if you want to support the people behind the station, that is uh, one way to do it over at patreon.com slash lunar spotlight media. And we very much appreciate that. We'll be talking a little bit more about why and how that all factors in to how this thing works in just a little bit. Um, but before that, what were you guys just talking about during the break here? We were talking about the Sonic movie and about like who thought that was a good idea. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, well, and that, like, uh-huh. I don't know anything about movie production, directing, any of that. Mm-hmm. But even at a surface level, I know that was a bad idea. And well, I want to know what are going to be the repercussions for this, the guy who is just like, let's just let's just leave the see, Let's just leave the mocap friendly version of Sonic in the movie. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, so it's I've heard some folks say that it's not so much the like everything changes, like you have to basically redo everything because uh, if it is, say, mocap, like you mentioned, or uh, at the very least, you have like a skeleton to build off of, and changing certain elements about the character might be 
easier than people give it credit for. Of course, like, getting it right is going to be the difficult part, because obviously that made people upset and stuff. But, like, once you got that, then it's just a matter of sort of... I mean, I'm oversimplifying this, obviously, but hitting go and letting it render, basically. <laughs> so if they can get to that point and they can get something that uh, people are okay with or, you know. But in my my eyes, I see it as, okay, so in each scene, you have to you have to adjust a, each scene to the new proportions, which weren't originally shot that way. Who's, we had a statement for that. But I mean, who said that, you know, proportions were going to change? Well, the, I'm Obviously, talking about like you. Like it's all up to the directors, and I mean I understand, but if they're going to do a more Sonic Sonic, then the hands are be bigger, the feet are going to be bigger, and you want to prevent you know the Han Solo foot clipping into Jabba's tail problem. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Big, I mean, big Sonic. There are people on both sides of the argument, like both stupid extremes. So, like there are people saying they don't have to do anything, and then there are people saying they have to do everything. Eh, it's probably, probably not. Neither of those are probably right. It's like they probably have to do some work, but they have a basic skeleton down, so it shouldn't be. Right. It shouldn't be like. It shouldn't be like, breaking people. Of course, still there'll probably still be some crunch just because it's like big budget. Right. But. Unlike the games industry, the film industry has unions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but and I was also thinking, like somebody brought up this good, good uh, analogies. Like if you look at the Pokemon movie versus the Sonic movie, the Sonic movie only has like one CGI character they have to deal with. And the completely CGI. Primary people like yeah. to compare the Sonic movie to the Pokemon movie. Um, the primary difference that kind of makes them hard to compare is that the the people who were doing the Pokemon movie actually went to Game Freak and Nintendo and got the source material, whereas the Sonic people really didn't. No, they didn't. But like the thing what the thing like reason why everybody's like comparing the two is because like everybody thought when the Detective Pikachu trailer first came out it was like, "Oh god, look at the horror that is Jigglypuff." <laughs> And then you see Sonic and it goes, that thing needs Jesus. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't so bad. This, however, hmm, yeah. This, this is an abomination. <laughs> like, Frankenstein this together. Yeah. But, I mean, looking back, like, between the, between both movies, I feel like they could, like, the Sonic movie could be successful if you completely turn your brain off to the plot. What, what do you mean to the plot? The plot is... Have you not have you not seen the plot I, to the movie? No, I haven't looked that far into it. <laughs> okay. The plot is apparently Sonic does something in the United States mm -hmm. that prompts the US military to get involved. So they have to bring their top military scientists in, which happens to be Dr. Robotnik. Uh-huh. Played Play, by played by Jim Carrey, nice. which is the <laughs> is so if good. If you recall if you recall on the Sonic X animated series, the very first episode involved uh, Sonic outrunning an F1 car, and that got the military's attention. Like, like the whole, and like, and let's talk about the music choice, people. Why did they play Gangsta Paradise in the trailer? That was completely unwarranted, unnecessary. I'm just... A, because the I, film industry has no like, idea what music sounds like. Like, I feel like the people are just trying to figure out what to do. Because, like, I also looked at the Mortal Kombat 11 reveal or that they did at Game Awards. <laughs> and that was a bad music choice. But this was probably worse because it was completely 
other except for the fact that the whole thing took like the the song was made in the 90s back when sonic was like king nothing else about that song makes sense needed no like you could have just played green hill zone over the trailer it would have been great i mean you were throwing in rings the ring sound like that was just like pavlovian drool for like oh sure ring, ring sound sonic uh-huh obviously like, Tempest, that would be so terrible. Green Hills is a town in the U.S. in this movie. It, Please don't. Uh, <laughs> I saw they had, like, at the very end of the trailer when they were doing the cutaways, they showed Mushroom Zone. And I was just like, oh, oh right, yeah. Can, can we like, flood Florida and call it Hydrocity? <laughs> you know what? I would actually be into that idea. It would probably be an improvement over Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Florida. Um, this had to be done. Sunshine, the sunshine laws ruined your state because now we all know what goes on down there. It improves the film. We need to do this for the greater good. Anyway, so uh, how about a, how about a lighter note? Um, you mentioned Detective Pikachu. Well, I don't know if you knew this, DMJ, but our uh, former staff member Sean Shiplock voices a, a couple things in Detective Pikachu. See. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see the movie, and I'm glad Sean is in the movie. Uh-huh. But at the same time, I'm disappointed in the choice of Ryan Reynolds, because I, as a person who actually signed the petition for the Detective Pikachu video game to have the English adaptation done by the one and only, uh, the Ryan only Frank Reynolds himself, <laughs> Danny DeVito. Oh. I think Danny DeVito would have been a better Pikachu. Especially Detective Pikachu. Could you could you imagine though, no, like <sighs> I could just imagine Pikachu running up and he'd be like, Tim, you want some rum, ma'am? Like just stuff like that. <laughs> oh man. I think what they were doing do you, was Do you want me to break it to you what he voices? Because he's announced it, or do you just want it to be a surprise? Break it to me. Just break it break to you. It. All right, for for those out there, if you're gonna see it, if you even know who Sean is, or maybe you don't, probably most most people probably don't care. Really, ah, oh, that saddens me. Uh, you can hear him as the train PA system welcoming you to Rhyme City, if I'm saying that right, uh, as well as the Roundhouse Arena match result announcer. So all the way back to Salty Bet, he's an announcer oh, dude. Oh wow! Yeah. Full circle. It goes. Picture. It goes full circle, just like. Uh, these shows go. This is our next song here. This is one of my favorites as of recent history. And then after that, something from Shibion. We'll be right back on Gensoki Radio Live number 80.
Soki Radio Live number 80 tonight, again with uh, DMJ and Zara. There's some interesting things coming down the pipeline as far as music uh, goes. The music that we play is fan derived, it's, it's music created by fans derived from the Toho Project series of games. That is pretty much exclusively what Gensoki Radio plays 24-7, also during these shows. Uh, and the way that that's been a thing, the way that uh, fans have been able to make music up to this point uh, is mainly due to the way that the creator of the series, uh, Zune, treats the, the the whole process. You know, can people make derivatives off of his original works? It's it's a it's a you know he holds the copyright. It's his thing that he made, but you know he has to basically say yes, you can do this or no, you can't. In a lot of cases, the answer is no, you can't. Uh, if you look at really any other game series and the derivative works based off of their music or characters or whatever, um, few things compare to the overwhelming presence of the the, uh, the fan works and things that have come from the Toho Project series of games. Um, and up to this point, if you make music based on you know his original compositions, it you can you can make it first of all. You can sell it. Uh, you can do this stuff with it basically uh, comic market um toho project has been one of the top um intellectual properties represented at the comic market for years possibly more than a decade at this point and so we take a look at this and we're like wow um and there's nothing expected in return there's no royalty fees there's no taxes at comic market anyway um other channels of course probably different but uh yeah so up to now this has been the case but there's an interesting change happening over at booth.pm some of you've probably heard of the website where a lot of the circles also have their works available in a digital format Uh, and there's kind of a large change happening Uh, it has to do with royalties and the way that zune is approaching how works are allowed to be distributed through this particular channel, uh, booth.pm. So there's a, basically it comes down to, I mean, there's this translation here. Uh, the sale of secondary creations from the Toa project is authorized under certain rules under various official announcements, um, blah, 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 blah. So if you have a paid work, it can only be sold through the official shop in booth. Um, under the category Toho Dojin Music Distribution. The works are different from what Zune has made or Tassifro has made. They're not his original works. It's basically saying these are fan arrangements. Um, so there, let's see. I mean, it's, it's tough to read because it's a translated version of it. Basically, there's some sort of, uh, there's a settlement fee that is through booth. It's like 3.6%, um, which may increase up to 11.4% of the product price, uh, 15% of the total fee. Um, and that is received as both a copyright fee and a processing fee. So in other words, royalties. Mm -hmm. Now this, as far as I'm aware, this kind of stipulation doesn't currently exist anywhere else, but the fact that it's happening on booth.pm is interesting because you know where it happens one place it may happen uh in other places it may follow that it goes to other places uh how 
I mean, first of all, what is your impression on this and how far do you think this could go? Okay, here's my impression. And the way I'm seeing it is more of Zun getting just a little bit more control of what's going on, not with the fan base, but with how people are distributing his stuff from the company, from a corporate standpoint. So I'm thinking what this is, is he's like, okay, how much volume of music is Boo doing? And how much of that, how much of the, of the work are they taking a cut of? So, cause I'm pretty sure royalties aren't new. I'm pretty sure any of the console releases had a royalty fee attached to it as well. well. The, the, the console releases are a little different because they're licensed. Exactly. And I'm thinking what's happening now is he's just like, because I licensed out to these companies, of course, I get the royalties back for mm -hmm. Dojin Rooks. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm seeing here. It's just like, if you want to distribute your Dojin Works outside of Comic Cat on a digital platform, Booth is pretty much the only place you can go outside of Bandcamp, right? Well, there's also Google Play at this point, which well, is. As of right now, they're in and yeah, and the uh, the app store, I guess, too. But yep, uh, I mean, as of right now, nothing has changed so far as we know. The way that that works is a little different because it's like whatever the price of the album or song is on either Google Play or the app store, um, or iTunes or whatever it is, uh, it's it's a 50 50 arrangement where there's there's actually like an organization or a group that handles sort of the the technical details they get half and then the other half goes to the circle so that's probably just gonna get baked into the here's the fee for dealing with it part of that and probably won't hear too much of a change um except for what kind of goes on behind the curtain so but i would assume booth is probably a heck of a lot more popular than google well it's was. it's difficult to say i mean because the, <laughs> I've only heard of Booth.pm within the last, you know, say, year or two, but uh, it's difficult to say how popular it is, obviously, in, in Japan or elsewhere. Uh, kind of wish I knew a bit more about that, I guess. And uh, that's where I think Zun is coming from. It's mostly just control how much money these companies are starting to take from works that essentially came from him. Yeah. But... He's mostly not targeting fans specifically. He's more trying to protect his bottom line. And it's just because he feels, I guess at this point, he feels like, okay, all these people really want my work. These big companies are coming coming to me wanting to distribute my work. I need to be have a way to protect myself. Right. It's not really the fans. It's more of him protecting himself from these huge companies. Like... Steam, I can see Steam not really, he's him not being too worried about Steam. But the music is the big point. Because how many, like, how many music tracks versus games out there are there? There's a lot more money to be made not, in the music. Not, not even just music tracks, but if you could even just say albums at this point. Yep. Or, or even circles uh, still outnumbers the number of games that there are out there. Um, also, one of our listeners brings up the point that specifies paid downloads only. If you have something out there for free, I know Higon Daybreak actually ended up putting their album of the same name on booth.pm, but it's available for free. And yeah. so that falls under 
you know a different rule set at that point this is obviously for you can't it, there are no fees like percentage based fees on something if it costs zero dollars i mean so 3.6 of zero is, is still zero. zero yes exactly so but yeah this is less of Zun targeting fans and more of Zun protecting his bottom line from these big companies that want to cash in on essentially his works that he's been working on for a, almost two decades now. Right. Actually, probably more than two decades. So, I mean, so, by, by that token, it's almost kind of surprising that this hasn't happened sooner. And yeah, <laughs> and this, at this point, I feel like with the way the Toho landscape itself has been shifting since 2012 i'm actually kind of surprised it took almost this long yeah it took this long to actually get to where we're starting to see royalties i mean i mean i would go into it even saying that i don't think it's a bad thing at this point i actually think that it's probably best that in order for Zun to just keep making his games and being happy with where he is um and that's his deal he just that's he makes the games and now with the advent of games appearing on consoles and things there's licensing as well but for him it's really just kind of making the games and releasing them the comic market as far as i'm aware has sort of just been the core of how he's operated for the last amount of time. And I'm actually going to go back to that uh, Toho 17 article because it did say something um, rather interesting. Mm -hmm. So many consider in the article it says many consider Zun to be more of a genius composer than a game developer. Which I which makes me think that he's going after the music royalties because he wants to protect his music. Not so much the game and the care the games and the characters though he probably cares a lot about that a lot but his music is reason why he's making these games so that might be why we're starting to see this on booth and things with music more than we are seeing it with people who are doing deliberative derivative works with the game section of the fan base yeah i think you've mentioned on this program before that Zune makes the games, but almost as a sort of vehicle for the music itself. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. That's how, that's actually how uh, I actually remember. Actually, I don't know um, if anybody can pull up the transcript of the 2013 interview he did in Atlanta. I specifically remember there being a question asked where he was like, "What what do you think about your own music? And he said, it almost exactly what I said. It is, I make the music first before I make the game. The game is a way for me to distribute my music. Oh, let's I see. remember him saying something similar to that effect. Yeah. Um, there's. I'm just looking this up quickly. Uh, there's. There's a few different things that really are related to music. At least a few different things that you mentioned from the interview in 2013. Uh, See, I mean, having to do with the inspiration, it's not really what we're after. Uh, there's what song is his most, like, favorite. How did you put it, exactly? Like, because there's, there's, there's this question, like, have you ever considered taking some of your musical ideas and take them into orchestras, small bands, group ensembles, etc.? Uh, to which Zune replies, I don't need to because I have the fans do it for me. 
I remember him saying something like that. Maybe it didn't make it to the translation or something, but I do remember there being a time. I don't, maybe it might not, not been at the question answer panel. It might have just been when he was walking around or something like that, where he did say that like the music drives me to make my games. He has definitely stated in the past that he is in music. He is a composer first and the uh, developer second. Yeah. And I, per, and I wholeheartedly believe that because I mean, he's been making music for longer than he's been doing Toho. Which is what I believe, and I personally believe this is what we're seeing the royalties coming in at, at the music section first, because he values his music a lot. Regardless and of the medium, I see this as an entrepreneur, as in he's got this, um, this franchise, the franchise belongs to him. Like he, it's high time he started actually profiting from it. Exactly. And that's why, like, I'm also, I wouldn't expect anything less from, like, somebody like Toby Fox who did Undertale. With all the people doing derivative works of his music, I can actually see. Actually, I don't even know what Toby Fox's deal is. Is Does he have, like, a Zun, since he's kind of inspired by Toho, is, does he have, like, a... As um, long as, see, as I, long as it, like, um, as long as his attitude towards the ability to create derivative works remains unchanged, I don't see a lot of creators really caring about giving the actual creator of the franchise a cut exactly and i mean in my perspective i people who are saying like oh this is the death of toho I in my opinion it actually opens more avenues yeah. for uh, secondary like um secondhand or i guess tertiary creators people like us yes. to actually make a business out of um passing off secondary works Yes, because this is this is actually really big, and I feel like I feel like this is um this is probably going to be yeah we're gonna start seeing our prices go up on Toho stuff yeah it's, there's a little bit of gatekeeping, but we're going to see more games in the future at this point because I mean you also have to take into consideration from 2012 to 2019 he had a kid he got married. He's got things he's got to take care of. So, so buy the man a beer already. <laughs> yeah. This is essentially like, this you, is his beer mug. If you buy, if you buy an album, you're also buying a beer for Zune at the same time. All right. Well, yeah. I think we pretty much got that out of the way. There's a few things that we wanted to talk about related to the station before oh, we here, wrap here up we go. here. Somebody, somebody put it up in uh, the actual quote in general. Ah, okay. Let's uh, let's see it here. We... Uh... Uh, yeah, alright, I've got it. Thanks to Hazuzumi, you have officially been name-dropped. Congratulations, sir. He's been bugging me about actually being a guest on this show. Um, to which he may actually say, bring me in. Bring me in now so we can talk about this. <laughs> uh... Yeah, actually, I'm going to wait for him to reply to that because I want to know if he wants to talk about it and then we'll talk about it. Ah. But you you have you have like 30 seconds because I don't want to wait too long. Um, while we're doing that, though, there's a there's a few thing on or a few things on my list that we'll get to uh, after this topic that are more GR centric. And uh, yeah, and then we'll kind of kind of lead us up to the last bit of the show here. But I still feel like this is not the end of the road for us. I feel like this will actually open up a lot more avenues of approach when it comes to Toho. 
it's something of a crossroads. It depends on where the, it depends on some of the decisions Zoom makes in the future, in the near future, because it does open up um, avenues for um, not only secondary creators but also like kind of tertiary distributors. And I actually don't even think he's going after the artists either, because I mean, in the last fighter, he put actual Dojin music in the game as BGM music. Yeah, and it allows it allows um it allows more distributors to kind of like build a business out of distributing secondary content and giving Zuna cut out of it. Yeah. And and I mean, what's not I mean I bet you if I were to ask any person in this in this general chat right now who's talking, if you had the option to give Zun money right now, just a small bit to help keep Toho afloat. I and in the process, expand the community in your area, like really. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hazu says no. Um, un- actually, a little surprising given the amount of attention he's or the, the amount of time and effort he's been bugging me about stuff. Every time I enter the the channel, it's like, oh man, Lunar, when'd you get here? Like, oh come on, please again. Like, okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll play a song here, give ourselves a little bit of breathing room, and then we'll hit up some of the more GR-centric topics. So, Zara, um, I've got a couple songs here. One is Girls in the Mirror, and the other is Ember of Spring, if you know in either of those. Uh, one's Meat, our- goes. Meat goes. Meat goes. Okay, yeah. Girls in the Mirror, then. We'll hit that one, and then we'll be right back here on Gensoki Radio Live number 80.
Hey, it's Kinsoki Radio Live number 80. Still with Lunar DMJ and Zara. We are wrapping up the show in just a little bit here. But first of all, um, is DMJ okay? Did he did he make the the jump or is he still here? I'm, I'm still I'm here. here. I'm sorry. I was getting mad on break about now the new Windows, the new command line, a.k.a. the new Windows terminal, because now Windows is getting baked in Linux. Is is going to be able for you to use emojis? E- emojis in, command. in the terminal, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> that'll be interesting. Oh, it frustrates me. Like I'm imagining in my head, like you're trying to do like actual important work, like do like drive management, and then suddenly it's just like it keeps defaulting to like sunglasses, smiley face. It's like no. It's not what I want. That's what you asked for. No, Actually, nobody asked for this. <laughs> I was gonna say, who asked the for this? No one did. I, like, why? Why do I need to color my terminal? Why? I don't need it. Black and white was fine. Don't fix it. it ain't broken. It ain't broken. I mean, if you open up a coding terminal like Notepad plus plus or whatever, you can customize that really basically however you want. It's contextual it. highlighting and everything. I don't need it. It works! I run Notepad++. Oh, it's just... <laughs> All right, it's just well. frustration to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what's uh, what's coming down the pipeline? Let's hit up one of the cooler points here. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Gensoki Radio is working on a, an application. For, uh, specifically for Android, we can't develop for iOS because we don't have a Mac, because uh, that's just a requirement of being able to do that. Um, and we want to do it proper. I don't want to build a Hackintosh before you say that, um, because that's if you read the terms, invalidates the work that. Like anyway, it just that's dumb. So we don't want to do that. Um, but Android app. So we're moving forward with that. Uh, as the semester for school for me wraps up next week, I will have some time, sort of on the first part of the summer here to continue work on the alpha version that we have up right now that's been out to our supporters and eventually it will head up uh well it'll go up to beta so we're working on it it'll be out and i can hear myself in dmj's headphones uh yeah we're working on it and the goal is to have something out in beta next month so that is june and yeah if you want to be part of it we'll have a link in the info channel after the show, so just kind of look over there if you want. Um, we're gonna ask people if you want to be involved, um, either provide your Discord ID or an email if you don't have one of those. So, um, yeah, and then we'll just send a message out to you when it's ready. Uh, we're publishing it through Lunar Smellite Media, um, so it's not gonna be Gensoki Radio published by Gensoki Radio, it'll be published by LSM. Because uh, if you don't know, kind of the way that we have it structured is that Gensoki Radio is a project of Lunar Spotlight Media, and that just kind of enables the whole, like, as creators, we build Gensoki Radio, but we also make other things. This application is kind of one of those things, even though it's still related to GR. So, uh, yeah. So look forward to that. Uh, again, if you're looking to be part of that, it's uh, in the info channel. It's not there yet, but it'll be there after the show on discord.gg GR. Uh, so speaking of Patreon, the whole LSMGR dynamic thing, it will be playing a more important role in the future. Uh, that is basically after the semester is done, I'll be looking at 
sort of dividing my own time in a much more stringent manner in terms of what I work on and, and how much and when and stuff, because I'll be working partially for, well, doing external work. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I'm a driver part-time. That will be sort of my one of my income streams and the other is really the the patreon so uh, as as much as i don't really like to say that that's kind of how it is so it is more important because it means that the 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 more weight there is on the on the campaign as part of lsm and less there is external work that i have to do that means i can spend more time doing things like the application and, and stuff of that nature so uh, otherwise it's just sort of like passively on the side uh, right now it's in between like assignments and projects and things that i'm because it's the end of the semester and a lot of big things have uh been getting done and completed uh, exams and projects and things for school because i am going back to school to get a degree so that's yeah Time management is a challenge, that's a thing, but that that's how it'll be. So I'm just mentioning that now. Uh, why am I mentioning this now? Obviously we've had the campaign for some time. Uh, because basically it's I've sort of hit this point, this inflection point where something needs to change. And for me personally, this is the biggest part of the change theme of the episode where... Uh, being able to divide up my time in a more stringent manner will basically help me survive through the through the summer and through next year. So uh, it's gotta happen for me, or otherwise an even bigger change will happen where I'll have to like maybe do less school and find a different job or something like that. The way it works right now is okay, but it's just not quite there it's not quite enough and that's i don't like saying it but that's just the facts for you so that's how it is for me yeah uh the other thing that i did want to mention before we kind of close out the show here is that we as partnered uh as a partner discord server Gensoki radio um this happened like a month or two ago kind of it i think went into effect last month but for partnered servers on Discord, they are held to this like higher standard where um, saying certain words or certain behaviors are just like not allowed at all um, on partnered servers. They're at the risk of losing partnership, basically. So it's one of those things that we want to, well, not really we want to, but Discord wants to see its partnered servers as sort of this like shining beacon, the shining example of what servers on discord are like as one as, as some of their most public servers obviously we have a public link out there it's behind my uh my head if you're watching on youtube or it's uh, mentioned basically every live show if you listen to these shows if you're just on the radio station so uh yeah as a result of that um it hasn't happened yet but i mean we're obviously under those policies now but as a result of that yeah in the coming week or two you'll see that our terms get updated on our website and that's just part of the deal making sure things stay squeaky clean so that uh, we have i mean for us it's really just been to maintain the community that we have and that it's not a huge deal uh, there are some servers out there and people out there just sort of like really cried about it they were really upset that that you couldn't say certain words or or whatever and i'm just like well that's not very nice anyway people shouldn't be saying that so I don't know. Uh, 
people, the different people are going to think different things. That's just how it is. Um, personally, I'm fine adapting. So we're going to stay partnered for as long as it makes sense. And for us, that makes a lot of sense because it means higher quality voice or yeah, higher quality voice channels on for these shows and we get that squeaky little badge and stuff. So yeah, that's about it. Your thoughts, guys? All right. Well, I got to get going, people, because I got to go get pizza. Pizza sounds good. Oh, I need food. That's right. Whoop. Yeah. yeah. So I'll I'll dip out now because I got to get going. I'll see you guys next show. Hopefully by that time, I'll be getting ready to get into the new apartment or already in the process of moving. See, I thought you were going to be in the process this show, but well, we are. We are I'm already packed up. We're just waiting for the, the trigger to be pulled. Sure. We're right. waiting for them to say, go ahead, sign the lease. That's all we're pretty much waiting on. Handy. All right, all right. guys. Well, you guys, thanks for joining. Uh, everyone else out there, thanks for listening. Up on YouTube, thanks for watching. And this has been Gensoki Radio Live number 80. We'll be back next month with 81. Until then, I am Lunar for DMJ and Zara. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.